This is Emily. And this is Sarah. And this is Sisters Take a Side on Chandra Levy. We're here. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Hi. We're here. It's happening. How are you? Oh, I'm just great. Ready to talk about a terrible case? Oh, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Before we get started, though, can we just tell the people where they can find us? Yes. Plug our communication methods. Sure. So you can reach the lovely ladies of Sisters Take Aside on Instagram (laughs) at Sisters Take Aside underscore pod. I get this wrong every time. Underscore podcast. Yes. Underscore podcast. (laughs) That's the hashtag we use, my bad. Um, or you can send us an email. Have you been um, looking at the emails that we're getting? Yes. And you guys are being so nice. And it just like I makes know. our day. It like really actually, does. perfect example today. What I mean today, this week has been just a dumpster fire in a thousand different ways. And yeah. like, like a couple of times a day, I just go in and I check our little email inbox <laughs> just to get like a little pick me up treat, a little like from... serotonin boost. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah. So email us, guys. Sarah, where can they? I was going to say, where can they find us on email? That's not that you say that. What's our email address? Um, our email address is sisters dot take dot a dot side at gmail.com. And I would actually, if it's okay with you, um, I would like to challenge our listeners um i think we need to like set a little goal here okay um so we would love it um if you sent us an email um maybe you have a burning question that you want to know um send it in and we'll or like case recommendations or case recommendations yeah um and maybe we can read some questions on our next recording yeah. Oh, for sure. Let's do that. Because right now what we do is we just text each other. We're like, oh my God, this person wants to know this about us. And then we yeah. answer the person and we chat about it with each other, but maybe we should chat about it with the people. <laughs> yeah. And we would absolutely love it if you um, are just in love with Emily and I, and <laughs> why wouldn't you be? Um, leave us a review. Leave us a yes. comment. Leave us a glowing little five stars on Apple. Yeah. Um, seriously, like you guys' feedback, it means the world to us. So um, just make sure you follow the golden rule that if you have nothing nice to say, just don't say it at all. Okay. Have we gotten – have you seen any like mean comments yet? I have not. I haven't, but like I'm stealing myself every time I go and look yeah. that like it's going to be like a scathing – well, someone did leave us a four-star review on Apple, and Ooh. I kind of want to like reach out. And I want to. Like, I want to like, know me. why. I know. Like, excuse me. How can Wait, we what did you like? Your, how can we improve your experience next? I know the people pleaser in me, like the I know, just shivered a little. <laughs> okay, speaking of, and I'll just cut all this maybe, but. Okay, guys, I sent Sarah this TikTok yesterday. Oh, my God. And it was God. like, if a, if a people pleaser got kidnapped, and I – oh, my – I might have to link it in the show notes. I was dying laughing because it was Sarah. If Sarah got kidnapped, it was like, oh, do you want me to sit in the trunk? Or like, do you – I mean, I'm good here or in the trunk. It was – I was dying. That is me. It, it is was me. you. <laughs> I am it. All right. Well, should we do this or what? Yeah. So um, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today and if there's any trigger warnings, anything we should know ahead of time, give it to us, girl. Lay lay it on the line. 
Okay. Um, trigger warnings for murder? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Um, um, so, all right. <laughs> to, <laughs> Uh, trigger warning for Emily is talking about another Washington DC case. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I know. Where Sarah Oh, oh, that reminds me. Um I have a correction to make. Oh. In the DC sniper case, you uh-huh. mentioned that um one of them took place in Ashland. And remember, I was like, oh, you know someone in Ashland. Yeah, and, and I was like, like, are we talking about like an ex- you were like making eyes at me. I'm like, are we talking yeah. about an ex-boyfriend? What are we doing? So that was incorrect. You were talking about the Ashland, like, down off 95 near Fredericksburg. Yes. And I realized this <laughs> when I was driving down 95 on our way to – on my way with um, mom to go see our grandparents and passed under the Ashland sign on that You're a sweet tropical fish. <laughs> I'm a hot dummy. Um, So, correction – to that app. Correction, Sarah in fact was wrong. <laughs> okay, great. There is. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Well, please. I have to say, so not only we're we talking about Washington, D.C. again, we're also talking about a politician again. You'll, you know I love that. You love this. Love this is it. like your, your wheelhouse. I love it so much. Okay. So. All right. I'm excited. Let's do this. So we're talking about Chandra Levy today. Ooh. So. When I okay, when I told Timothy that's what we were recording today, I was like, "Yeah, I I did research on Shonda Le- Levy." He goes, "Is that the woman who slept with Bill Clinton?" Like, okay. no, sir. <laughs> Talk about hot dummies. No, sir. So, Sarah, tell us what you know about Shonda Levy. So, and again, I've like listened to some podcasts. I think on her, um, she was really young, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she was really young. I think she was working for um, a senator or she was like an intern mm-hmm. maybe. Um, and then um, I know that she like disappeared or was found maybe like right around 9-11 and that's why mm-hmm. like her case just kind of – stopped i remember like her being in the headlines i remember yeah. like the magazines with like her you know picture on them yes from back in the day but okay i don't know a whole lot so i'm actually very intrigued by this well so i'm glad you brought up that point about 9 11 here we are talking about emily's oh like, my god it's the trifecta <laughs> i know i know it's your ideal case trifecta i know all that's I missing know. is the royal family which like all um, princess diana you're gonna make a appearance here yeah i'm gonna be shocked if you like don't find a way to sneak in something about the royal family and all of this just you wait <laughs> so i kind of want to kick us off by thinking about the news coverage of this so um between may of 2001 when chandra disappeared and september 10th 2001 59 mm. articles appeared in the new york post alone about this case wow and then no articles appeared again until mid-October, right? So I just kind of want to set the stage for, like, what big news this was the summer before 9-11. Like, everyone cared about this. Everyone was into this, right? Um, so just kind of to set the scene. But are you doing math? Are you counting? What are you doing? Well, I was just trying to see, like, how many months it was. So that was 59 <laughs> articles in four months for those yeah. of you who had not already done the math in your head. Sarah's brain sizzles again. <laughs> I, Sarah was literally counting brain. on her fingers. I wish you guys could. <laughs> okay, my brain is a little slow today. All right. 
Ugh, guys, it's been a week. Okay, so who is Chandra Levy? So Chandra grew up in Northern California um, with her parents, Bob and Susan Levy, and her brother, Adam. Mm. Um, and she always dreamed of working in law enforcement. Um, she especially had an interest in working for the FBI. So she was um, finishing up her master's degree at the University of Southern California. Um, and I believe she was getting an MPA. Um, and as part of that program, why do you look confused? Oh, MPA? MPA, Master's of Public Administration. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Um, so, <laughs> so as part of that program, she accepted an internship with the Bureau of Prisons. Oof. Um, it's rough. And she moved to Washington, D.C. So, and, like, I just have to say, like, she just, like, in reading about her, she just sounded so cool. Like, she's this, like, cool California girl, and she moves across the country to do this internship in Washington, D.C. Like, I just think that's amazing, right? That is very cool. Yeah. So, she is 24 years old at the time when she does this. Um, And while she's in D.C., she and one of her friends, and just, like, a classic, like, I would do, like, I would totally do this. Her and one of her friends decided to go meet the representative from their hometown of Modesto. <laughs> like, they just, like, go to Congress and they're like, let's meet our representative. And so that brings into the story Ms. Gary Condon. Mm. Okay. So, wait, who- isn't Modesto where the Scott Peterson's from? Yes, Scott, Scott and Peterson. Peterson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, okay, so who who the fuck is Gary Condon and why do we care? I mean, I like barely care, but so Gary served. I just he's just I just wait. I, On a scale of one to Wiener, how bad is he? But I well, I kind of love Anthony Wiener. So I know that. <laughs> I love Anthony Wiener. All right, fair. <laughs> okay, so bad scale. <laughs> so Gary served as the representative to the U.S. Congress for Modesto, starting in 1993. To which, again, I say, do we not have term limits? Like this was the same thing with Anthony Wiener. I'm like, how are these people in Congress for 700 years? What's happening? Well, and like, oh, oh this is gonna make me sound so stupid, but um. Uh, like, is this going to be a comment that Mike is going to just be embarrassed to hear us say? Probably. But, like, why a representative from Modesto? Like, why does Modesto, California, need to be represented? (laughs) Please cut this. (laughs) Okay. Well, so, okay. Just cut. Never mind. Forget it. Moving on. Well, okay. So, like, in the Senate, each state has two senators, right? But then each state has, like, representatives based on the number of, like, people in the state? I'm just a boo. <laughs> I've already admitted that that's the extent of my... Okay, oh, my, my AP government teacher is cringing no, right Mike, now. Are you kidding? Mike right now has just slid out of his chair and my, is dead on the floor. My, my Tease and peace, Mike. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, so... Anyway. We're never going to make it through these notes. We're going to be sorry. <laughs> So Gary was married to, by all accounts, a nice lady, and he was 28 years older than Chandra. So, woof. So he was a zaddy. Uh, ooh, I, ooh, I don't know if you're throwing out the words zaddy. 
I, okay. Well, we'll just see. Okay. Um, so according anyway. to Chandra's family, like, Chandra and Gary, like, began this affair almost immediately. Like, they meet at his office and they, like, stay in touch and they're exchanging, like, flirty emails and phone calls and all those kinds of things. And so she starts being, like, real, like, coy and cute with her family about it. Like, she tells her mom and her aunt that she has a special friend that she's seeing, but she can't tell them who it is because he's a public figure and, like, right? So she's just being, like, very cute about it. So her family knows, like, okay, you're seeing a politician, right? Like, they they know. They're like, oh, you're, like, dating a politician or you're dating – You're in D.C., so, yeah, you're in D.C. Yeah, right? Like – Okay, so this is going on for, you know, almost an entire year while she's there living in Washington, D.C., right? Mm. So I love this so much. At one point, she describes her quote-unquote special friend to her mom as a Harrison Ford type. So I need you to pull the old (laughs) Goog machine, my friend, and Google Gary Condon and tell me if this asshole looks like Harrison Ford. (laughs) Give it a um, big negative. Did I, you, are you looking at a picture? <laughs> I pull back my zaddy comment. <laughs> it's a no for me. It's a no for me. This man does not look like Harrison Ford. But Chandra, it's cute that you were like so into him. So. Yeah, I, I don't love this. Like, no, but can't you, like, totally picture it? She's like, oh, my God, like, this politician, he's so powerful. He's so cool. He's Harrison Ford, right? Like, I told, like, I get it. Okay. Sarah's not impressed. Okay. So. I'm not. This but- is kind of, that's kind of the background of what's going on in Chandra's life, um, you know, kind of right before she goes missing. So let's dive into the timeline a little bit here. So. Can I ask a quick question before you do that? Okay. Um. Did did she ever say that it was Gary that she was seeing? Like, did her family know it was him? No, but that will become relevant in a little bit. Okay. No, cool. she never, like, uttered his name <laughs> to anyone. I mean, like, special friend? Like, well, what was she going to tell her mom? Like, I'll, mean, I'm banging the representative from Modesto, California. Like, well, that would be cooler than my special friend. Well okay sorry i'm coming in hot i need to go ahead take a breath i'm sorry so um on april 29th of 2001 um this is the last time that gary condon speaks to chandra levy um the next day on april 30th is the last time that chandra is seen alive publicly um she goes and she cancels her gym membership um kind of a local dc gym Um, And she does this because she's actually supposed to be going home for the summer. Like, her internship is up. She's graduating from college. Like, she is, like, done, done, and done, right? Mm -hmm. So on May 1st, 2001, uh, Chandra is due to fly home to Modesto. But five days later, she still hasn't arrived in Modesto, and her parents haven't heard from her. So at this point, on May 6th, Chandra's parents report her missing to the D.C. police. Mm-hmm. you look puzzled well i'm just saying like why did it take them five days like she wasn't what was the five day wait that i mean it seems like maybe they weren't in like constant contact mm. and and she didn't have it wasn't like she had a plane ticket like my flight leaves 
you know, BWI at 5 a.m. on the 1st. It was just that they expected she'd be coming home sometime around then. Interesting. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so they report her missing to the police, right? Mm-hmm. And this is obviously when the police investigation begins. So the D.C. police enter Chandra's apartment and they find her ID card, her credit cards, her checkbook, her jewelry, her cell phone, importantly, um, like all of her stuff, right? So they're like, this girl did not like hmm. run away to Cancun, right? Mm-hmm. Like th- these are all things she would have needed. So they search her computer and they find that she'd recently been looking up Baskin Robbins, which like, oh, TBT. Love Love that. Um, And importantly, a map of Rock Creek Park. Um, So Sarah, what is, describe Rock Creek Park to the non-Washingtonians. So Rock Creek Park is, isn't it in Maryland? Well, sort of, yes. Parts of it, yeah. Yeah, so okay, it's, it's, it's a big park. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So, it's a park. Sarah's like, "Why are you asking me to do this?" So, With like running, there's it's a big like running. Yeah, trail. so like Rock Creek Park is like the central park of DC. How's that? Okay. Yes. Great. So, so this is on her computer, but this so this kills me. It actually takes the police over five weeks to figure all of this out because a responding police officer on the scene accidentally wiped her search history when he was looking at it i mean that's that's a butter which i have in my notes hr sarah tell us fireable offense i mean if you're if if your one job is to not clear search history and then you do it and it takes five weeks to get it recovered yeah that's okay hr sarah is saying off with your head guy yeah so the other kind of interesting piece of evidence they find in her apartment is they find a pair of her underwear with semen on them and I feel really weird that my mother-in-law is probably listening to me say the word semen. So I'm going to move along. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. I, but like, okay, but can we put it in context? Like she's also a like 24-year-old 20-year-old woman yes. living on her own in D.C. Like. Yes. Are we. Okay. Well, it's just, I was going to say, are we supposed to be like. No, it just pearls at that, but. becomes important later. Okay. Okay. So around this time, like, obviously, Chandra's parents, like, fly into D.C. And her mom, Susan, starts to look into whose number is, like, on her cell phone bill because um, they still pay for Chandra's song. Okay. Wow. Her cell phone bill? Yes. Wow. What is happening to my brain? I don't know. So Susan is looking at this bill, and she sees this number on it over and over and over again. And she's like, Mm -hmm. who the freak is this? So she calls the number. And it's like, doop a doop a doop a doop doop ring ring. Hello, Gary Condon's office speaking. <laughs> right? So it's Gary Condon's office line. So uh, Chandra's mom is like, hmm, okay, well, interesting. Yeah. And so the now same, the, the cat's out of the bag. Well, you would think. So oh at the same God. time, the police are going through Chandra's voicemail and they find two recent messages from Condon. And both of them are just like really casual, like, you know, hey, just checking in, seeing how you're doing, you know, and then two days later, hey, haven't heard from you in a while. Like, hope you're doing okay. Right? So, like, like basically, in a way, like, I would leave you a voicemail, right? Like, it's obviously they have, like, a personal relationship. It's not like, hello, mm-hmm. I am your congressman. It's like, what, <laughs> doing a well, doing a friendly check-in. Yeah, just a wellness. <laughs> what's happening? I don't even, right? So. Yeah. 
That's so weird. At, at this point, the police go to our guy Gary Condon. They're like, dude, like the intern you're sleeping with is missing. Do you know what happened to her? And my guy Gary denies having an affair with Chandra. To this day, today, 2023, year of our Lord and Savior, Gary denies having a sexual relationship with Chandra Levy. I have in my notes, lying like a cheap rock. <laughs> you are so proud of yourself for that. I, mean, I can see it on your face. You're so proud of yourself. Oh, that was so good. But like, um, okay, I might have an unpopular opinion here. Okay. What proof, and maybe you'll get to this, but, like, how do we know that they were, were they spotted around D.C. together? Like, how do we know? I am so glad you asked. Okay. I have a five-point bullet list here (laughs) titled, Let's Break Down the Evidence That They Were Indeed Having an Affair. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Give it to me. Number one, Gary Condon's phone number was number seven on Chandra's speed dial. Which is like the 2001 equivalent of having the heart emoji after someone's name in your iPhone. I'm sorry, but it just is. No? Mm. Not sold on that? Okay. Okay, keep going. Number two, those voicemail messages that I told you about. hmm You know. Okay, still not convinced. Number three, all the hinting mm. that Chandra had been doing to her friends and family about her, like, Harrison Ford boyfriend. Okay. Sarah, still not convinced. All right, don't worry. <laughs> I saved you for last. Number four. So Gary himself does admit that Chandra was a quote-unquote very special friend of his and been over to his D.C. apartment multiple times, even spending the night. His reasoning for why this, like, beautiful young woman had to spend the night at his house? Mm -hmm. Well, his place was right next to the gym that she went to, and sometimes she just didn't want to, like, go all the way home. So she spent the night at her very special friend Gary Condon's house. Mm, I don't. Okay. Okay. Mm, it's a little bit warmer, but all right. Num- number five, the nail in our proverbial coffin of Gary Condon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the semen on Chandra's underwear came back as a match to Gary Condon. <laughs> there she is. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, that to me says they're having an affair more than any of those other. other I mean, things. it's either that or he, or he's like jacking off on her underwear. Which again, like, what are you? Why is that happening? <laughs> What? Well, I, this is a family podcast. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be the one episode my mother-in-law decides to listen to. Hi, Mary. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, I, but like, I mean, okay. But like, yeah. my girl Gary is still like, I, I don't know, new number, who dis? Like, <laughs> I what? did not have sexual Literally. relations with this woman. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's bad. Right. So at this point, like, the police. Yeah. And even Chandra's parents are like, dude, just, like, we don't care, but, like, can you just be honest so that we can, yeah. like, figure out what's going on here? And, I mean, I think that, like, there's probably two reasons for him lying about this. I mean, I think, number one, he doesn't want to be accused of, like, murdering her, right? Or, like, disappearing right. her. And, I mean, I guess this is kind of jumping to, like, the end, but, you know, there really is no evidence that Gary Condon had anything to do with her disappearance, so I could see where in his mind he's like, oh, my God, like, I'm not going to admit to knowing her right. having sex with her because they're immediately going to think it was me. And, yeah. I mean, number two, he, by all accounts, was, I mean, I don't want to say happily married, I guess, but, like, he, you know, had a wife and children back home in California and, you know. And so he was getting a little action on the side in D.C. Um, 
What is his? What does he say about the underwear? Like, has he? What does he say about that? It's like oh, that's not my semen. And the police oh, are like, okay, but, but girl, but but if the DNA came back and matched it to him, mm-hmm. and like, granted, that was like years later, right? Like, it wasn't like at the time they ran it and it matched to him. Like years later, it came back as a match. To oh, him. yeah. <clears throat> okay. So kind of continuing our timeline here. Um, so Chandra's been missing for two months now. So on um, August 24th, Gary Khan gives an extensive interview to ABC News where he admits to having a, quote, very close relationship with Levy. He denies any sexual relationship and refuses to specify about how many times Levy visited his D.C. apartment. So he said in the interview, quote, I've been married for 34 years. I have not been a perfect man, and I've made my share of mistakes. But out of respect for my family and out of a specific request from the Levy family, I think it is best I do not get into details about Chandra Levy, end quote. Mm. To which, like, Susan, Chandra's mom, comes out and is like, girl, we have been asking you for months to tell us, like, yeah. what you know about our daughter. What do you mean out of a respect for our family? You're not going to share any details. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that. That's Yeah. It's just so and but like okay, it would be okay. All right. I I will say it would be it's one thing to say to ABC Barbara Walters, I'm not going to give you like out of respect for like salacious details the people involved, yeah. I, you know. But like that doesn't mean that he shouldn't be telling the family, the authorities, yeah. right? I mean, I think there's a difference there, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, or, or he could also say, like, yes, I had an intimate relationship with her. Or this, right. right. He doesn't need to, like, be listing, you know, he could just be like. But even then, I mean, like, does he? I don't know. Even that, I, like, I'm okay with him. I'm okay you with what he's. You are a Gary Condon apologist. <sighs> I can't. I'm not an apologist. I not with you. I just, yeah, I get that maybe you don't like, maybe you leave it at that for ABC, but also, but then also my question is like, if that's how you feel and that's your stance, why are you even talking to ABC? Why are you doing place? an interview with ABC? Yeah. Like what, did, what was the goal right. of that interview? Like that. Yeah. I feel like either. I would just be like, no comment, no comment, no comment, no comment, yeah. no comment. Like, and then <laughs> ABC doesn't have a special, like. Right. Well, so. Here's why he did this interview, right? So in October of 2001, he publicly announces that he's going to run for re-election for his seat in California. Oh. And the so the Republicans are thrilled. thrilled. <laughs> the Democrats are like, girl, oh, do you – it's like Anthony Weiner all over again. Right? All his over own again, party yeah. is like, can you – you're embarrassing us. Please stop. <laughs> Please stop. So – in spring of 2002, Condit loses the primary election. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> I have my notes. LOL. Girl, bye. <laughs> so, like, he has – like, his career is destroyed, right? Um, and so it, it's at this point that the police actually do start investigating him. Like, it's been almost a year since anyone has seen Chandra. You know, they have no leads. They have no idea what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And so they start to actually investigate him. So in March of 2002, he has he subpoenaed to testify in front of a grand jury. And and this is where I think it's interesting to kind of think about that at the end of the day, there truly is no evidence he had anything to do with this. 
And there's a couple points I wanted to touch on with that. Mm-hmm. Number one, our girl Condent has the best alibi you can have besides being in jail of the day that she disappeared. So do you want to take a guess on what that is? He was in the hospital? No, he was voting on the Congress floor. Oh. Senate floor. We've, we've had this conversation before. Oh, God. So he was like literally on C-SPAN like, <laughs> voting <laughs> the day that she disappeared, right? Right. And like in the weekend leading up to the day she disappeared, his wife was actually in town. So he was spotted like all over town with his wife having dinner, like blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, so that day, May 1st, when she disappeared, he's on C-SPAN voting. And then, and I love this so much, later in the afternoon, he's with Dick Cheney. <laughs> His alibi is Dick fucking Cheney. I mean, if, uh, tell me you're in D.C. With, tell me this I is know. a D.C. case without telling me this is a Dick D.C. Cheney case. Is here. God. Yeah. Oh, man. Right? So, like, and so then the police are like, well, maybe he hired someone to get rid of her. But they could find just absolutely no evidence for that. Um, so then why did they subpoena him? Well, because they were trying to get him to testify about their relationship. Like, do like maybe like he had some information about like her whereabouts that last day. Right. Because like, basically what he's saying is like, we were friends, but like, I know nothing about anything. And they're like, okay, but could you maybe tell us like what she was doing that day? And he's like, nope, 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 nope. Right. Like he was just being very like closed off about it. And they were like, dude, you were in an intimate relationship with her. You might have helpful information. I mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah, but, like, <laughs> if he's saying he doesn't, then... But he's I... lying. But, okay, I mean, okay, yeah. Is, was he probably having sex with her? Yes, right? DNA has now, years later, yeah. come out and proven that. I guess what I'm struggling with is, like... It's it's like he's saying I don't have any information, and they're like, mm, "I we but like we think you do." Well, because I mean, think about it from their point of view. They're like, "Well, if you're lying about this, like if you're lying about obviously having a relationship with her, like what else are you hiding?" I mean, at this time, everyone yeah. thought this guy killed her. <laughs> like, but they don't have anything to prove that he did it. Yeah. The only thing they can prove, and they can't even prove at this point that he was having sex with her. Okay, everybody except Gary Condon, like, knew, but like, you know what I mean? Like, they have all of this kind of like circumstantial evidence around this like affair, and so when he's like, "No, no, 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 we're not having an affair," can't you see like, as like cops, you'd be like, "Dude, <laughs> why are you lying to us about this?" Oh, I mean, I. I guess. I don't okay. I don't like it though. I think I don't think it's I mean, I don't know why I'm arguing so hard for this because I mean in the end you're right, there was no evidence. There's he, nothing. Like, yeah. That he did anything to her. With. Yeah. Like there's nothing here that says to me I mean, the only thing out of like that list of five things was the DNA and like that doesn't even exist in this timeline right now. I'm sorry. You think his bullshit story about her spending the night at his house oh, multiple times. Yeah. I mean, that that's Are, shady. But, like... When was the last time you had a sleepover at a man's house and were just, like, chilling? Don't. Okay. 
<laughs> That's all right. Anyway, that come on. I mean, yeah, okay. That's like a little a little fishy, but I don't know. I okay. I don't know. Great. Well, anyway, you're gonna feel real dumb when at the end of this. I tell you, yeah, I'm 100 gonna feel very, <laughs> very stupid. But all right. So, so the police <clears throat> are looking into Gary Condit, and they're like. We think you did it, but we have absolutely no evidence that you did it. But you're still <laughs> a lying idiot, so fine. So then, God. unfortunately, the like case, kind of, you know, just gets even sadder. Um, on May 22nd, 2002, so this is almost oh. a little over exactly a year after Chandra went missing. It's the day after my 12th birthday. You're, okay. <laughs> also the day after Sarah's 12th birthday. <laughs> um, the remains of Chandra were found in Rock Creek Park. Um, this was less than four miles away from her apartment. Um, and her remains were found by a man who was walking his dog. And I read this report that this man, which I, I would like to investigate this man. Mm -hmm. He collected animal bones as a hobby. And that's weird. He like found the remains and thought that it was like a deer. And he like went to go pick them up to like bring them back to his collection I someone should look into this guy. I'm just gonna. I just someone should just check on that. Um, yeah, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, they obviously the police came immediately to the scene. Um, her sweatpants were found with a knot tied at the bottoms of the legs, um, and one Walkman, which children gather around, that was a music playing device back in the day, was also found along with um, one running shoe that they believed belonged to Chandra. Um, mm so yeah that's mm. it's just yeah i mean that's sad yeah so how old was she again i'm sorry she was 24 okay i know i was like so young mm. um so almost immediately though so she's found in rock creek park which again we would have known so it took us five weeks right. to figure that out because our police friend deleted the rock creek park search history off of her computer yeah yeah but, <laughs> So two days later, so on May 24th, the police begin to look into a new suspect, Ingmar Gwandike, who had previously assaulted two women in Rock Creek Park and had just been sentenced to 10 years in jail for those crimes. So let me back up a little. So Ingmar Gwandike who I, I practiced a couple of times saying that. I was going to say, I'm very that, impressed. Yeah. So he was um, an immigrant from El Salvador, um, living in Washington, D.C., working kind of like odd jobs. Um, in So in June of 2021, so a month after Chandra uh, went missing, mm-hmm. a woman was out running in Rock Creek Park, and she was attacked from behind by a man. Um, and she fought him off and he kind of like scampered away. Right. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks later in July of 2001. So this is two months after Chandra goes missing. Mm-hmm. Another woman was jogging. And again, same thing. Someone, a man rushed up behind her, kind of grabbed her around her throat, was trying to pull her to the ground. And again, she managed to fight him off. Um, and luckily she was able to flag down a police officer and they caught him. And it's this guy, Ingmar. And so they bring Ingmar in. Um, and again, at this point, Chandra has been missing for two months, but they haven't fully put together that she maybe maybe she was in Rock Creek Park, maybe she wasn't, right? So, like, that puzzle hasn't fully come together yet because mm-hmm. they're still trying to 
get fucking Gary Condon to stop lying about <clears throat> everything. Mm-hmm. So they bring in Ingmar to the police station and they're like, hey, girl, um, question for you. Um, do you recognize this woman? And they show him a picture of Chandra Levy. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Um, I've seen her in the park before. And they're like, hmm, okay, cool. And, you know, they're like, so what's up with this? Like, you're just like attacking joggers in the park. And his response is that he didn't attack anybody. He bumped into these ladies. Oh, okay. Yeah. And they that's got, what we call it now. Sarah, they got the wrong idea about him. Okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. They got no, the wrong I idea. don't think so. <laughs> so. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, they, I know. So at this point, they bring in a polygraph examiner and they ask, they hook him up, they ask him questions about Chandra Levy and he fails the polygraph. But I will say this, I I saw this in one of the articles I read that, so he is um, primarily Spanish speaking, like he doesn't Mm -hmm. speak very much English and they couldn't find a Spanish speaking polygrapher, 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 Mm. Okay. Um, and Person so, to do the polygraph. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I, so I don't know. I just kind of say that was like an at, but that like I don't know that it's fair to say he failed a polygraph test when it was given in a language that he barely understood. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that yeah. that's fair. And we already know polygraphs are not admissible in court. I mean, like they're not reliable. Right. Right. Like so. Yeah, I think that that makes them that even less reliable. Yeah. Personally. Okay, so this is all happened the summer of 2001. Um, our guy, Ingmar, is arrested for these two attacks. Again, like I said, sentenced to 10 years in prison. Um, well, yeah, you can't just be fucking mauling people in parks. Like, God. Ten some years. Order I mean, here. T- bang. What would you... Okay. I'm just saying, I mean, like... Ouch. You want like, this guy out roaming around? No, of course not. But, like, I mean, you see people with, like, way worse crimes doing way less time. Well, now you're an Ingmar apologist? No. What a hot take. I'm sorry. Um, Anyway. All right. So, a couple years pass. Our guy's, like, rotting away in jail. Oh, my God. Robot. Sarah, he sucks. Where where are we in this conversation? (laughs) So, this is where it gets, like, kind of... Crazy. So uh, allegedly, our guy Ingmar tells his celly, Armando Morales, that he that he murdered Chandra Levy. So our guy Armando sends in a little <laughs> deal to be had here. Of course, right? Goes to I guess the prosecutor, the police. I'm not. Who do you even call from your payphone in prison to tell this to? I don't know. It's a good question. And maybe his, his celly. His celly. You like that? So <laughs> I love how you were just so casual about it too. You were just like, "Oh, his celly." <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um. So Armando goes to the police and is like, "Hey, like my cellmate just confessed to killing Chandra Levy." And the police are like, okay. But interestingly enough, it takes Armando three years to tell the police this, right? So he sits on this information for three years. I guess, uh, I, well, I don't know. 
Okay. So, all right. <laughs> in February of 2009, when Armando finally comes forward with this quote unquote information, Guantique is arrested for Levi's murder. Le- Le- Jesus, Levi. <laughs> for Levi's murder. I almost just called Ingmar in- Enrique, too. Like, I don't know what's happening to me. <sighs> Deep breaths. Help. We'll get through it. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, okay, so he's arrested. Okay, he, so Guandique is arrested again. He's arrested he, we, in jail again. What he, for? Yeah, Chandra Levy's murder. Where? Are you, hi, are you? <laughs> Wouldn't be like charged. I guess. Yeah. Arrest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Put under arrest. Yeah. All right. Fine. Wow. Everyone's a critic. I'm sorry. <laughs> are you going to leave a four star review on Apple Podcasts? <laughs> I might. I might. <laughs> So in November of 2010, Guandique is found guilty and sentenced to 60 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so Guandique maintains his innocence. He says he had absolutely nothing to do that would do with this. There is no physical evidence tying him to this attack, um, mostly because there was no really no physical evidence left at the crime scene. Um, you know, animal predation and weather and all of that. And just the fact that it was a year, right? Like really just destroyed a lot of this evidence. So there is nothing tying him to this crime except Armando Morales. Right. So what do you think about that? I I think it's weak. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, and you know, I think it's terrible for our victim here. I think it's terrible for her family. Um, I just don't, there's just... Yeah. You know, I I get he was harassing women in the park. I get he no, was, he was attacking like, women. Or attacking, park. I'm sorry. Um I get that, you know, I get all of that. I just this feels this feels like a we need to close this case now. Yeah. And be done with it. Yeah. Well, and I think there's something to be said too, like you know, Ingmar is illegally immigrated to the United States from El Salvador, doesn't speak very good English. Like, this is a very, I guess, like, but like easy person to, like, pin this on, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 And I think this, like, this jailhouse informant. Armando? Is bullshit. Yeah. I, I, I'm willing to even bet that, like, that's not ever a conversation that he and Ingmar had. I think it. I think he just pulled that out of thin air, and well, wanted keep your, to keep better. It on, we're getting there. Okay, <laughs> sorry. So pants are on. Five. Thank you. No so problem. five years pass, and in 2015, Guandique is granted a new trial, basically based because of exactly what you said, based on questions about the credibility of Armando. So Guandique's attorneys argued that Armando lied on the stand when he denied having cooperated with law enforcement in the past, right? So, like, basically this guy Ar- – Ar- what is his name? Armando. Armando Morales. <laughs> yes. So Armando had a history of working with law enforcement. Like, he had a history of being like, oh, my cellmate confessed. Oh, my cellmate did this. Oh, okay. oh my cellmate did that. Yeah. Right? All right. Well, and the prosecution didn't tell the defense this, right? And so that's they, they considered that like crucial evidence withheld by the prosecution. Isn't that a Brady violation? Oh. <laughs> and now I have a law degree. It's fine. No big deal. 
have you been listening to Let's Go to Court? <laughs> um, yes. Of course you Shout have. out to Brandy and Kristen because, yes, I've been listening to a lot of them. <laughs> I would just listen to an episode of the Prosecutor's Podcast about um, 404B evidence, and I almost just dropped that in here, too. And then I was like, Emily, shut up. No one's going to believe that that's a thing that you just came up with. So, um, Well, and, like, Kathleen Zellner is a big Brady violation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, Dislike Sarah, her. tell the people what a Brady violation is. A Brady violation is when the prosecution has information that they are required to hand over to the defense and mm-hmm. don't. Yes. Yeah. So that's exactly kind of what this is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is where it gets so wild. Like, I, okay, in this section of my notes, I have so many question marks because I just don't even know. But I'm just going to tell this part of the story and we can all just be confused together. Okay. So part of the defense's, like, argument about the credibility of this guy, Armando, is that a woman came to the prosec- to the defense, her- and her name is Babs Proler. Babs. Babs. Enter stage left. Love that. Okay. So according to Babs, she met Armando Morales while she was out walking her dog, and they, like, became friends, and he started, like – pet sitting for her i I, truly so this guy's not in jail anymore no he's been released because he's testifying against okay uh guandique okay wow so he meets babs and they just like strike up an unlikely friendship i guess and so she finds out like kind of about his history that he had been in jail that he was the jailhouse informant against um ingmar guandique all of this and so she alleges that she recorded him, Armando, <laughs> that she recorded Armando saying that he made up the jailhouse confession, right? So mm. Babs takes this seven hours of recorded conversation to the police and the police listen to it and never once on the recording did he say that. So What? So they go back to our friend Babs, and they're like, girl, he doesn't say that he made this up. What are you talking about? And she's like, oh, that part of the tape must have, like, gotten messed up or – Okay, all of these people (laughs) need to go back to, like, just – (laughs) okay. You're not feeling Babs. I mean, I love the name, but, girl, I think you're – yeah. I'm going to go – it's a no for me. So (laughs) – but I guess all Babs plus, like, this Brady violation. Babs and Brady. Babs. Babs and Brady were enough <laughs> to get the charges dropped against Ingmar. So in 2016, Dang. a judge drops the charges against him, and the prosecution decides not to pursue new charges. Wow. Yeah. So I have a, have a quote here from the judge. Quote, Today, in the interest of justice and based on recent unforeseen developments that were investigated over the past week, this office moves to dismiss the case charging Ingwar, Ingmar Guandique with the, two, with, the May, wow. with the May 2001 murder of Chandra Levy. The office has concluded that it can no longer prove the murder case against Mr. Guandique beyond a reasonable doubt. End quote. So what do you yeah, think about that? I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Because of Babs. Because you're convinced by Babs. Babs, you are the weakest link. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so our story kind of ends with in May 2017, Guindike is deported back to El Salvador. Mm. So to this day, this is 2023, 
this case is considered unsolved. Wow. Yeah. So we don't know what happened to Chandra. Her family doesn't have that closer closure. Um, I did a little bit of research on like what Gary Condon has been up to lately. And I didn't even put this in my notes. Cause like, I just so don't care what Gary Condon has been up to lately, but he like went into business, right? Cause he's not a politician anymore. And in a fun little twist of events, he opened up a Baskin Robbins. No way. Yeah, no, isn't that funny? Oh, I kind of love that. And he's still married to his wife. So they're just out there living their lives, I guess. Um, And, you know, Chandra's family is still out there advocating for, like, a resolution to be brought to her her case. Um, I read an interview with them that was done a couple years ago, and they they believe Ingmar is guilty of this. They Um, do. They do, yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's... And kind of the story of Chandra Levy. So what side are you taking on that? Um, I mean, I, I, I hate it. I, um, I, I, I think that she was probably attacked in the park. Yeah. I think Ing- Ingmar looks good for that. <clears throat> um, I don't think that I agree with, going with him off the bat i mean i mean granted rock creek park is huge yeah it could have been you know it could have been anybody do we know at like do we know that that chandra frequented rock creek park a lot like was she a regular runner there yeah so great question so she was um really athletic really ad like really into working out but her family to this day say that they don't think she would have gone running in the park by herself. Like they think that seems unusual for her Um, to the point where there was a while where they were questioning whether or not someone like lured her out of her apartment. Mm. And that's kind of where like the Gary Condon, like did he hire someone to do this theory comes in that she was lured out of her apartment um, to meet someone at the park. But again, like there's just not much evidence for that. I mean, she left all of her stuff at home. She brought like her Walkman and her keys with her, right? Like right. it seems pretty clear to me that she was going out for a run. Um, but you know, yeah, yeah. That's um, how far was the park from her house? Four miles. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think it's it's probable that she had gone she had gone out for a run. She just canceled her gym membership. It's not yeah. like she could go to the gym, right? Right. Um Yeah, I don't know. I I think uh, I don't think Gary Condit had anything to do with it. Yeah. I think that's a total red herring in all of this and I think that, you know, it's unfortunate he lost his career over it. Is I mean, it unfortunate? I mean, this guy sucks. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think it is. Tell the truth. Maybe he was. He was okay. Maybe Sarah. not about the you know that they was were not sleeping together, the but truth. yeah. I mean, uh, I okay. Don't know. Well, you'd vote for him, Gary Condon, twenty twenty four. I don't know if I'd vote for the guy, but like, I think it's. I think it's unfortunate he lost, you know, I think it's unfortunate that he, whenever you hear Chandra Levy, you automatically yeah. assume, I think a lot of people assume that he did it. 
which yeah, I don't or think maybe is, was involved. Yeah, is yeah. fair necessarily. Yeah, but I don't like. I don't think that he did this. Yeah, personally. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, I mean that's the kind of side I come down on too. I'm, I'm Gary Condon's an idiot, but I don't think he had anything to do with this. Like, same exact thing that you like. He was seen all over town. He was with fucking Dick Cheney. Like he, he wasn't out murdering anybody, right? Um, I think Wandike looks good for this. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that I do think is interesting to kind of think about is that so Chandra was killed in May. The joggers that Guandique was convicted of attacking, that happened in June and July. And I think it's a little unusual that that would be like a de-escalation, right? So, like, he murders somebody. Right. And then the next two people, he's, like, de-escalating his violence. And, like, I don't know. Like, could it just be that Chandra Levy couldn't or or wasn't able to fight back in the same way? You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to know. Like, mm-hmm. would he have murdered those two other women if he had had the chance? I, you know, hard to say. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, did he have any other criminal history? Like, did he have any other anything else on his record? No. Uh, yeah, I, that's a really good point. I yeah. didn't think about that. And, like, if she's as athletic as, like, she seems to be, it would be surprising to me Yeah, if she couldn't fight him off and like but i mean we just don't know we don't know know. yeah you know what i mean i mean completely pontificating at this point yeah 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 but i so i i will say that kind of like the one thing in the column of like "Mm, that seems like a little out of like a normal pattern you would see Mm -hmm. um but i mean i think there's more evidence he did this than gary condon did this yeah Right? If nothing else, there's a pattern of behavior there that's troubling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you know. Do you, I mean, I could even see that he maybe initially didn't – he intended to attack her. And killed her by accident. And killed her by accident. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could see that, that, too. Yeah. That yeah. would fit his pattern a little bit more. That's true. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could have found him guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. Right? Yeah, I don't I don't think I can. No. And yeah. I think that's why the prosecution dropped it eventually. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think. And and plus like I I mean, in some ways like they knew they could deport him. So I'm in some ways That was going to be my question. Like why give why let him sit for 60 years in jail like just deport him? Well, I think because they wanted him to serve his time. Right? Like sure. I think that's how that works in some know. ways. <laughs> right? I mean, well, I have gee, no I idea. Know. Someone write in. And to, actually, yeah, God, that would make I sense. I hear from like an immigration lawyer or like someone that practices that area of law. Mm-hmm. Like when when is someone deported, you know? So I do feel like in some ways like, you know. Yeah, in in July, so this is July of 2016, charges were dropped. He was deported less than a year later. I'm sure they were just like, girl, bye. (laughs) Yeah, get out of here. (laughs) What are you doing here? So, yeah. um, Yeah, so, gosh, any final thoughts on this case? It's so sad. No, it's just sad. Yeah. Yeah. It's sad. Um, 
you know, it's unfortunate. You hate to, you hate to see that. And I, I wish that the Levy family had more than what they have. Some closure. I know. Some closure. Yeah. But it's kind of like what we talked about, um, a couple episodes ago where it's like, yes, you want justice. Yes. You want closure, but like at the expense of what, you know, like, Right. And, you know, the, you said that they're still advocating for her. They're still advocating for closure, right? Yeah. They don't strike me as the types of people who would have wanted to just see someone. Anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So that is Sister wow, Take M, a That was good. And Chandra Levy. Yeah. We did it. We did it, girl. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you for ending this like crazy, stressful dumpster fire week with me like this. I'm glad we like got to wrap up our week with this. Yeah, me too. Um, I this was really good. You did a yeah. really good job. Thanks. So, You're what are we doing welcome. next week? Um, well, you have no idea. You're well. I think I do. <gasps> But I, I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. Is someone someone's kid kid gonna die? I'm thinking Scott Peterson. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, good because I feel like I don't even know if this was in our Ask Us Anything or if you and I were talking like off mic about this, guys. Sarah thinks Scott Peterson could be innocent. Well, let's not get carried away. Which I will I will <laughs> end this podcast if. You go on mic and say that you think he might be innocent. I will end this podcast. So I'm kind of thinking I'm going to do it sort of like we did John Bonet. Okay. Everybody knows about the Scott and Lacey Peterson. Like it's been done yes. by people way smarter than me, um, like way more informed than me that we all know that case. But I want to look at like, did he do it or did yeah. he not do it? Okay, I am willing to dive into theories with you about it. Um, if you need some like good podcast to listen to this week as you like research that, Crime Weekly did a really good series on mm. Scott Peterson, and so did the Prosecutors Pod. So okay, good recommend both those to you and to our listeners. Obviously, if you guys are um, into that. Um, oh, and speaking of, I do want to give a shout out. Speaking of podcasts, a shout out to um, You're Wrong About. Uh, with Sarah Marshall and Michael Hobbs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I listened to their episode on Chandra Levy. Um, This was when Michael Hobbs was still on the show um, and it was really good. So if you enjoyed our coverage of this, you might also enjoy that. Um, And definitely check out the other sources we have listed in the show notes for kind of where we we got our information from. Awesome. Good job, Em. This was so good. Yeah, no. Well, thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Um, As always, reach out anytime. Shoot us an email. Follow us on Instagram. Leave us a rating, review, five stars, five points for Gryffindor. And if you were the person that left us a four-star review, tell us why, please. Can we we send you a gift basket? We could send you a sticker. Or a Ooh, hat. we could send you a sticker or a hat. Oh my god, we didn't even tell the people. We have like more merch now, guys. Okay, we have to stop telling the people we have merch because everyone's gonna be like, um <laughs> We do. We have hats. <laughs> we have hats. They're so cute. So if it was you that left us a four star review, tell I I here I will send you a hat. If you write in and tell yeah. me what is <laughs> what we can do what to earn did your you love. Like about us. <laughs> 
Let me love you. Okay. <laughs> I will send you a hat. That is my promise to you. So write in and tell us. Oh my God. Uh, it's so good. Okay. Well, I think, I think that's I it think for that's us. It. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. I'm Emily. And I'm Sarah. And that's Sisters Take a Side.